them. Now, the one who protects us all from prattling prognosticators and perfidious pundits. I say, America, stay out the bushes. Look for the Union Naval. And to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. From my cold, dead hands. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. It's time for the Alan Nathan Show. Here he is, the longest-running nationally syndicated centrist host in the country, Alan Nathan. Welcome aboard, everybody. Welcome aboard. I'm ever yours, Alan Nathan, the militant moderate. Thank you so much for joining us. If this is your virgin voyage, allow me to share with you our mantra. Folks, we want the Republicans out of our bedroom, the Democrats out of our wallets, and both out of our First and Second Amendment rights. We feel there exists this cavernous gap separating the two orthodoxies and that it's a gap comprised of many degree-thinking people who can argue quite passionately in shades of gray. And to that end, each and every show, we have fine guests to help best illustrate this point. Today is no exception. Also, if you wish to hook up with us on the web, it's www.alannathan.com. Don't forget that email address, alan at alannathan.com. That's A-L-A-N. Coming at you live and strong each and every Monday through Friday this time don't forget the classic alan nathan show saturday 6 to 7 p.m and overnight sunday mornings 3 to 4 all times eastern we are indeed a main street radio network production please check us out at mainstreetradionetwork.com feel free to avail yourselves of our nascent but always robust twitter and facebook options that we have there for you and of course with great dispatch and alacrity we love to thank our distributor the salem radio network that's right the alan nathan show is entering its 25th year of national syndication all thanks to you reaching about 800 towns and cities across a couple of hundred radio station broadcasts each week again all thanks to you and by the way i don't care if you're part of the authoritarian left or perpetually clueless right please get out of the thought control business our topics to jure you may have heard well biden's border patrol chief raul ortiz contradicts the administration in testimony to Congress by saying that we, quote-unquote, do not have operational control over the border. Now, this kind of exposes that DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas lied repeatedly under oath, claiming the opposite. Does it not? What follows? Also, House Oversight Committee releases bank records of the Biden family raking in more than a million bucks from a Chinese government energy company after those funds pass through the account of a family associate. So is Biden's conflict of interest endangering our national security? Also, Joe Rogan, well-known uh, podcaster extraordinaire, he unabashedly uses our First Amendment rights against censorship by pointing out how woke, tyrannical government actors are provably violating them. The question is, what should citizens physically do if aggregate government frees itself from the very laws to which it must otherwise adhere. We have assisting in the opining and analyzing over the show Richard Manning, president of Americans for Limited Government. He's also a D.C. insider who, under President Trump, frequented, uh, frequented the White House, uh, where he met, of course, with the president, as well as other high-level officials on a pretty regular basis. Richard, good to have you back. How are you today? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm hanging in, hanging in. I'll tell you, let me go ahead and share with you uh, some takes on what's been going on uh, regarding this particular issue. Um, I'm going to first play a clip from, well, I think it was just last month. We had an exchange on CNN's Who's Talking to Chris Wallace. 
Um, and he, he's talking directly with the Homeland Security Secretary himself, Alejandro Mayorkas. And he asks right. him, what does it mean for the border to be secure? Listen to this functionally illiterate crap stain try to detour the discussion on the self-indulgent roads of escapism and still wish to be taken seriously. Clip two, James, if you please. What does secure mean to you? It certainly doesn't mean that people aren't able to get across the border illegally. Of, of course not. That is, that, by, by that measure, the border has never been secure, right? Um, since the Department of Homeland Security was created, individuals have evaded. So, so by what measure is it secure now, sir? So there, there is not a common definition uh, of that, if one looks All right, stop it right the there. Stop it right there. De- stop it right there. So he's saying that because if only one gets through, that means the border isn't secure, that all of a sudden, by default, that means we can't differentiate between those times when the border is less insecure than it is at others? I mean, that's astonishing, is it not, sir? Well, it is astonishing, and it's, uh, and the Obama administration's DHS secretary, same job as Mayorkas. In fact, Mayorkas worked for him for a while until he got fired, um, said in 2019 that more than 1,000 apprehensions a day overwhelms the system. You know how many we're having a day now? Over 5,000 apprehensions a day. So if 1,000 overwhelmed the system, five times that amount means there's no operational control at the border. No, no, it does mean that. As a matter of fact, let's go on to the next clip. This is going to be Congressman Mark Green, Republican out of Tennessee, uh, just a few days ago talking with uh, Biden's own Border Patrol Chief, Raul Ortiz, uh, about whether or not we have operational control. Clip three, James, if you please. Does DHS have operational control of our entire border? No, sir. Okay. Thank you for that. (laughs) Pretty straightforward. I want to hear a little bit more of an exchange on this. Let's go to uh, clip four. James, if you please. Will you testify under oath right now? Do we have operational control, yes or no? Yes, we do. We have operational control of the borders. Yes, we do. Chief Ortiz, do you think that uh, Secretary Mayorkas is lying there? Sir, when you talk about operational control, about 10 years ago, we used operational control as a measuring stick of our effectiveness along the southwest border. Uh, my new strategy is geared towards um, uh, mission advantage. So, you, you know, I, I, I'm asking a very specific question, yes, and I, I, you're, you're kind of describing how, how, how the goalpost has been moved because of the mass waves of people that are coming. My question, you heard the secretary. He said we have operational control. That's the definition of operational control. Based upon the definition you have, sir, up there, no. We don't have operational control. No, sir. But is Secretary Mayorkas lying? I I didn't see the rest of the testimony there, sir. He was at, you you saw, he was asked if we had operational control, and he said yes. Uh, It's either ignorance, which is unacceptable, or it's lying. (laughs) I mean, denotatively or connotatively, sir, unless words are no longer tethered to the, you know, or I should say, unless language is no longer tethered to the meanings of the words that comprise it, it would seem as if Alejandro Mayorkas has been caught red-handed lying out of his sweaty rectum, has he not, sir? <laughs> yeah, he, he's, uh, you know, it's not surprising, but yes, he ha- he's definitely uh, not telling the truth. He is lying, you know, but the poor, the, Ortiz is not somebody who's really one of the, uh, somebody who a Republican president would hire to be the uh, head of the Border Patrol. So he's a Biden appointee, and he is, and the fact that he contradicted Mayorkas tells you what you need to know. Um, 
But as a, somebody who could be fired by Mayorkas, he certainly wasn't going to testify before Congress that he was, that he was directly testified that Mayorkas was lying. But no, yes, he just he there's just no way merely, he could draw any other conclusion. Any yeah, other conclusion? Yeah, yeah, he just merely gave an answer antithetical to the one provided by his boss. And, and having provided just, that just, antithetical answer, he exposed that in fact his boss was lying. You know what I'm he, saying? He leaves it. He leaves it to others to make draw conclusions from what his answer was. Yeah, right, 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 right. He also testified that Biden's decision uh, to stop wall construction had actually harmed security. That was a big deal, and that uh, other Biden policies were also preempting agents from performing their duties. How long should we keep putting up with this crap before we start swarming their offices with blood-curdling protests? Because they are leaving us vulnerable uh, to outside forces. We're not just talking about the people from South America and, and illegals just trying to come in to get a better life. Because we have this hemorrhaging going on at the border, uh, bad actors from overseas are able to use South America as a conduit. Can they not? Absolutely. 61,000 illegal immigrants were apprehended um, by the Border Patrol from countries outside uh, Mexico, the Northern Triangle in Mexico. So we're seeing we're seeing, seeing illegal immigrants from around the world. Sixty nine people on the terror watch list were apprehended um, during this fiscal year. That's been since October one. Uh, we also know that over that a million people since J- Joe Biden um, became president, a million people, the Border Patrol could see getting it going across the border, but couldn't catch. So there was a there's a million people came in that that were not that uh, got through. We don't know who they are, um, and that dramatically undercounts because this isn't counting the tunnels and everything, all the other means that the cartels have to move people into this country. It, you have to be an ignoramus to think the cartels are running their their soldiers into you know the people who are controlling the drug trafficking in our nation's cities that they're running them through the border patrol they're running them through the tunnels to avoid the border patrol so they can embed them in our cities dramatically increasing our crime rate increasing the dangers of fentanyl because it's being delivered directly onto our streets and it is a and quite honestly creating a lot of the murders and homicides that we have because there's a battle for control of the streets, and the cartels are putting their people into the battlefield against the people who are currently operating the streets. South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham has uh, strongly suggested that we uh, visit upon these cartels the label of a terrorist uh, organization so that we can accordingly bring forth... They're deliberately killing, they're deliberately killing a million, uh, 100,000 Americans a year. Draw your so, own so is he correct in saying we should label them as terrorists and uh, take military action accordingly? Would you agree with Graham? I'm not. I'm not a big interventionist, but yes, I have to say we have to treat them seriously. And by labeling them as terrorists, is an accurate description. More on this upon a return. You're listening to the Alan Nathan Show. This message is provided by Beringer Ingelheim. Idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, or IPF, is one of the more common forms of progressive fibrosing interstitial lung diseases with symptoms including breathlessness during activity, a dry and persistent cough, chest discomfort, fatigue, and weakness. There are more than 200 lung disorders that can lead to pulmonary fibrosis, an irreversible scarring of lungs that can negatively impact lung function, quality of life, and may become life-threatening. While approved treatments for people living with these diseases can help slow disease progression, new therapies are needed to help potentially stop progression. Fortunately, there is new research underway to assess the safety and efficacy of an investigational treatment in patients with IPF and other progressive ILDs. This is part of Beringer Ingelheim's Phase 3 Global 
Global Fibroneer Program. To learn more about Fibroneer and eligibility requirements, visit fibroneer-ipf.longboat.com and fibroneer-ild.longboat.com. This is sponsored by IBM. Job seekers, students, and career changers want to pursue roles in science, technology, engineering, and math, but aren't familiar with career options. At the same time, online training and digital credentials are emerging as a recognized pathway to opportunity. Misconceptions about the cost of training and what's required are often roadblocks to success. To tackle this and bring STEM education closer to underrepresented communities, IBM SkillsBuild is announcing 45 new educational partners. IBM SkillsBuild is a free education program focused on underrepresented communities in tech, helping all develop valuable new skills and access to career opportunities. Justina Nixon St. Till, IBM Chief Impact Officer. Technology training can have a transformational effect on a person's life. IBM is committed to raising awareness of the many roles that exist across industries in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. IBM Skills Build continues to grow with new partners around the world, working together to skill 30 million people by 2030. For more, skillsbuild.org. Dear John, I was hoping it wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious, and lately you seem to really not care. I've been there for you since day one, and I know you think I'm going to keep ticking. But no, my friend, I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to the good times when we were more active and ate more healthy foods and you checked on me every once in a while? Is that too much to ask? I don't want to leave, but unless you stop ignoring me, what else am I supposed to do? Remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time Ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at PVA.org. Everybody, welcome back. Every year is Alan Nathan, the militant moderate. Once again, this is the oasis for those who have an aversion to the left, right, black, white, two-dimensional approach. Well, Biden's Border Patrol chief, Raul Ortiz, actually contradicted the administration in recent testimony before Congress by saying that, quote, we do not have operational control over the border. This sort of exposes DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas uh, as someone who lied repeatedly under oath by claiming the opposite. You have to wonder what follows. And I want to pick that up. I want to continue in that uh, in that vein. Uh, we have assisting in the opining and analyzing 
none other than old friend of the show, one Richard Manning, president of Americans for Limited Government. Again, uh, he's the D.C. insider who, under President Trump, frequented the White House, the White House quite often. Uh, there he met with the president as well, of course, also other high-level officials on a pretty regular basis. Richard, appreciate you sticking around. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Um, I want to return to Alejandro Mayorkas, if you will. There was an exchange sure. recently uh, that uh, Congressman Mark Green had with uh, Raul Ortiz. He asked him straightforward whether or not we have operational control of the border. Uh, let's hear that brief clip right now. James, clip three, if you please. Does DHS have operational control of our entire border? No, sir. Okay. Thank you for that. I think he was expecting to have to go out of a few more times. Now you're going to hear Congressman Green um, sharing a clip of an earlier testimony given by DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. And then after playing it, he then turns around and asks uh, Border Chief Ortiz, Biden's own Border Chief Ortiz, um, to please address that. And it's inconsistency with what uh, we're actually witnessing on the ground. Clip four, James, if you please. Will you testify under oath right now? Do we have operational control, yes or no? Yes, we do. And we have we operational are... control of the borders. Yes, we do. And... Chief Ortiz, do you think that uh, Secretary Mayorkas is lying there? Sir, when you talk about operational control, about 10 years ago, we used operational control as a measuring stick of our effectiveness along the southwest border. Uh, my new strategy is geared towards um, uh, mission advantage. So you you know I, I I'm asking a very specific question, yes, and I, I you're you're kind of describing how 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 the goalpost has been moved because of the mass waves of people that are coming. My question: You heard the secretary; he said we have operational control. That's the definition ba of operational control. Based upon the control. definition you have, sir, up there, no, we don't have operational control. No, sir. But is Secretary Mariarks lying? I don't. I didn't see you, the rest of the testimony there, sir. He so was at. I, you, you saw. He was asked if we had question. operational control, and he said yes. Uh, it's either ignorance, which is unacceptable, or it's lying. Now, clearly, a lie is when you knowingly communicate a falsehood. <laughs> and if you're going to point to a leaky pipe and call it a water fountain, that's pretty much knowingly communicating a falsehood, is it not, Richard Manning? It is. It, it is exactly that. Listen, my my orc is. Um, there's been a push to try to impeach Mayorkas for a while now. Um, Mayorkas is not only responsible for a wide-open border policy and the failure to enforce the border at all and failure to fight for his agents on the border. He's not only responsible for that, he's also responsible for uh, a large part of the spying on the American public as the as the Department of Homeland Security has served as kind of the, kind of the point guard for uh, the intelligence agencies spying on various issues that are seen as misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation. And so Mayorkas is, is the point of the spear on he's very good at spying on Americans, very bad at actually doing his job in controlling the border. And there's no reason this man should still have his job. He should be impeached. We've supported impeachment. And there is a bill impeaching, uh, impeaching Mayorkas before that uh, has been filed in the House of Representatives. And I'm glad of it, too, because the guy's been caught red-handed lying out of its backside. I mean, uh, Border Patrol Chief Ortiz, to his credit, uh, he, during testimony, defended the agents who had been falsely accused by the Biden administration for having whipped Haitian migrants on horseback back in 2021. You remember that? Um, Absolutely. And you had Mayorkas. Now, he was informed 
that the opposite was true by the photojournalist who had taken the pictures of the alleged incidents, but Mayorkas wound up still holding a press conference, still making the claim nonetheless. Um, I mean, are, are, are these crap stains trying to trigger a blood-soaked revolt against their own rebellion? Because it sure as hell looks like it. I mean, how often can you continue urinating on the American people uh, without expecting to get some of it splashed back on you? I mean, I just want to catch folks up on this a bit. Biden and the left are suffering this explosive humiliation because of their own now proven groundless accusations against CBP agents for supposedly whipping Haitian refugees while on horseback. Now, just to be perfectly updated about this, uh, turns out the very same photojournalist, Paul Rache, who took the shots, uh, sparking the outrage, is the one most adamant in saying that his photographs have been wrongly characterized. He put out a statement saying that the agents never acted as they've been depicted. He specifically stated to NBC affiliate KTSM out of El Paso, Texas, that, quote, I've never seen them whip anyone. But Crapstein Mayorkas still went out there and said they did. Now, only after getting caught red-handed, Richard Manning, only after getting caught red-handed, lying out of his backside, did Mayorkas ever come out and then say it appeared that the agents conducted themselves properly. Isn't it disgusting how we can never rely on the woken government to ever be truthful on their own, but have to still pray that there's some kind of video footage to keep them honest, sir? Yeah, it's disgusting. It's horrific. And the fact is that Mayorkas knew before he went out and with President Biden and made the um, attacked his own Border Patrol agents who are simply trying to do their job and, and stop people from coming across our border illegally. He knew in advance that they, that that was not what the picture showed. OK, he knew that he was told that yet he went forward and did the press conference anyway, because they were trying to score political points, and their objective was to, to diminish the ability of the Border Patrol to do their job. As a result of that, they eliminated horse patrols by the Border Patrol, and there's some areas of the, of the Texas border, in, particularly the Texas border, that you can't get to without, by car. You need to have, you know, the horse patrols are important because they, it's the best way to reach certain parts of the border. And it's a and by eliminating them, they opened up, they opened up the basically a, a free pathway zone for running illegals through into our country that the border patrol couldn't effectively patrol. That's what they did. They knew they were doing it. They did it intentionally, and they lied about the border the border patrol agents and slandered them in front of the American public. And it was disgusting. And that and that alone is why. If, not, if he didn't do anything other than that, he should be impeached. Oh, my God, it was horrible. I mean, he knowingly communicated falsehoods. He was told that it wasn't true. He was shown photographs and video proving it wasn't true, and yet he went out there and did it anyway. I swear to God, I thank God every day that I'm not within physical reach of this piece of crap. I thank God every day. Hey, I can't violate a law I'm not around to violate. You know? <laughs> because a, that, you know, that piece a, of garbage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were saying, Richard? Is a, Absence is a good thing sometimes. Oh my God! You, you, I, you know, I, I admit that wholeheartedly. I'm so grateful to God. I'm not within physical reach of this crap stain. What he did to those people and coming out later after the fact isn't good enough. No, because he only came out afterwards because he had no choice. 
You had empirically verifiable evidence exposing the fact that he was lying out of his sweaty rectum and he had no choice. Alejandro Mayorkas should be a hell of a lot more than impeached. A hell of a lot more than that. Richard Manning, thanks so much again for being with us today. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show right here on the Main Street Radio Network. Going to be right back. From NAACP Image Award-nominated author Elise Bryant comes a new rom-com about two teens who overcome misconnections and find their way to love. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling follows two people who seemingly have nothing in common, but after a year of chance encounters, begin to think the universe may be telling them something. Dungeons and Dragons-obsessed Reggie and emotionally bottled-up Delilah meet for the first time on New Year's Eve and again on Valentine's Day and on random occasions throughout the the year. They're drawn to each other, though they are each too insecure to be their true selves. So what happens once they realize they've each fallen for a version of the other that doesn't really exist? Author Elise Bryant. This is a sweet and funny romantic story in which the characters learn to overcome their fears and discover who they truly are. I hope readers enjoy going along on this ride with Reggie and Delilah and maybe learn something about themselves along the way. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling is now available wherever books are sold. Spring is in the air, and now's the time to spring forward with a delicious breakfast from Burger King, an all-natural Simply Orange juice. Begin your day with a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant sandwich with sizzling sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted American cheese on a toasted croissant, or a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit on a warm buttermilk biscuit. And make it a meal. All Burger King breakfast sandwiches go great with crispy hash browns and pair perfectly with a Simply Orange juice with no added sugar. Never sweetened, never concentrated, and never frozen. Simply Orange goes perfectly with breakfast at Burger King and is rich in vitamin C. And now through March 31st on the BK app, Royal Perks members get a free single croissant sandwich with any Simply Orange juice purchase. Use code BREAKFAST to redeem. Get a jump on spring with breakfast at Burger King. Because you rule. At participating U.S. Burger King restaurants, Royal Perks account required. Restrictions apply. See offer terms for details. Not valid on delivery orders. Sponsored by Coca-Cola. Steven. Who said that? Me. Down here. <gasps> what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. Well, uh, what are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. Don't you remember me? Don't you know that we miss you? Miss me? Who misses me? You know, all your friends in the forest. The trees, the pond, that little fort that you made out of branches. We all miss you. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. Oh, I guess that makes sense. The forest is not that far away. Have an adventure today. I'm sure your mom would take you. You're right. I should get out. I want to have fun. Plant puddles, catch frogs, and climb trees. Hey, Mom! Yeah, hon? <gasps> Stephen! What is that in your hand? It's my sense of adventure, Mom. It's telling me we need to get out of the house and have some fun in nature today. Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school feels a lot like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. Getting on that path may be easier than you think. A good place to start? Go to findsomethingnew.org. At findsomethingnew.org, you have access to resources that help develop new skills. Skills that will position you for careers in today's growing industries. 
from healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Plus, you can take advantage of online courses, certification programs, apprenticeships, and more. So you can take yourself from unemployed and uncertain to empowered and prepared for what's next. Find your path to a new career today. Visit findsomethingnew.org. A message from the Ad Council. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny. When I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, every year is Alan Nathan, the militant moderate. Once again, this is the Oasis for those who have an aversion to the left, right, black, white, two-dimensional approach. Delighted to be with us covering a number of topics here today. House Oversight Committee releases bank records of the Biden family raking in more than a million bucks from a Chinese government energy company after those funds pass through the account of a family associate. Is Biden's conflict of interest endangering our national security? Also, Joe Rogan unabashedly uses our First Amendment rights against censorship. How? By pointing out how woke, tyrannical government actors are provably violating them. So what should citizens physically do if aggregate government frees itself from the very laws to which it might otherwise adhere? Or I should say must otherwise adhere. Um, Very quickly, assisting in the opining and analyzing, we have old friend of the show, None other than Jeffrey Lord, contributing editor to the American Spectator, as well as being a contributor to Newsbusters and Conservative Review. He's also a former CNN political commentator. Additionally, he was associate political director for President Ronald Reagan. Also worked for the late housing secretary, Jack Kemp, under President George H.W. Bush. Um, His most recent book is the highly praised work entitled Swamp Wars, Donald Trump and the New American Populism versus the Old Order. Jeffrey, good to have you back, buddy. How are you today? Good to be here, my friend. End of the week. End of the week, exactly so. And, and, uh, and, come and, soon yes, and, and yes, even though you haven't asked, I am wearing a green sweater. <laughs> well, fortunately, we wanted that addressed as quickly as possible. I'm glad we uh, did so. Um, I want to go ahead and um, address something else of some uh, import as well, and it has to do um, with Joe Rogan, um, you know, colleague in the business, uh, he's got a great yeah. podcast going on, um, and he was recently waxing affectionately about these rights we have, but as he did so, he still acknowledged how government doesn't always seem to want to embrace these rights because uh, accountability is not often government's friend, and our freedoms and our rights are the way we hold government accountable. So often government will 
characterize accountability as somehow being more inappropriate than its shirking of that, especially activists in government, woke activists in government, and they're supporting uh, separate organizations outside government. They sort of tag team with one another. I want you to have a listen to what uh, Joe had to say. Uh, This is uh, clip five. James, if you please. It's not perfect. But the way this country is run is so superior to any system that is anywhere else in the world because of the checks and balances that were put in place by the founding fathers. They knew that tyranny is a natural course of progression for human nature. It's just what people do when they get in control. They become dictators and they put all these checks and balances in the House and the Senate and, the, and they did it all with the Electoral College to make sure that this term limits, make sure that you can't do that. Make sure you can't do what Putin's doing. Make sure you can't do what Kim Jong-un's doing. Because when you get into a position like that, just look at what they try to do. Look at what people try to do to stop criticism on Twitter. They can send the FBI to Twitter to try to remove people from Twitter because they're saying things that interferes with the way they govern. All that is natural. And the founding fathers of this country were the only people that put together a system to mitigate that. And it seems like he's uh, echoing a sentiment that was expressed by our third president and also author of the Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson, when he wrote, and, and he did this in support of the Second Amendment uh, to be included in the Bill of Rights when it was being drafted. And he wisely warned his fellow leaders the following, quote, And what country can preserve its liberties if their rulers are not warned from time to time that their people preserve the spirit of resistance? Let them take arms. Um, this was as true yesterday as it is today. Is it not, isn't that fair to say, sir? It is. And I'll tell you, you know, and I often say this, um, as, as human beings, we've come a long way from, uh, you know, sitting around uh, uh, some desolate cave inventing fire. Uh, we now all have uh, laptop computers and cell phones and all of that kind of thing. So the technology changes. What hasn't changed is the nature of human beings, and it doesn't make any difference whether it's some Stone Age guy clobbering somebody else to shut them up or whether it's somebody at Twitter uh, blocking you from saying something. The impulse is always the same, and so you know the Founding Fathers were quite aware of this problem, and, and they did exactly as Joe Rogan uh, says, you know, they put all these checks and balances in our government. But we fight this the other day. Just the other day, Alan, we saw this business where a federal judge in California appointed by Donald Trump was invited by the Stanford University Law School's Federalist Society to speak. And they blocked him from speaking and protesting leftists on campus blocked him. And with the assistance of a dean, no less. I mean, uh, this is just disgraceful, but uh, this is not going away. Oh, and when the dean later apologized, realizing, you know, the blowback and and the uh, discomfiture that could be visited upon Stanford University, don't forget, I mean, they could have their their future interns um, marginalized in eligibility if this university doesn't get its defecation consolidated. Anyway, the dean came out to apologize, and that dean was... um, subjected to a lot of hostility by the students uh, for making the apology. And, right. uh, you know, it, it, it strikes me as odd that students in law would have a problem with free speech because arguments should rise and fall on the merits, not on the say-so of one side over the other. And I can't think of a more rudimentary uh, archetypal example of that than a courtroom. 
in a courtroom, you don't have one side being able to dictate to the other oh, its defense or its prosecutions. No. They both weigh in with their respective sides, and their arguments rise and fall on their merits, uh, along with the witnesses they, and testimony they have to offer uh, accordingly. And it seems very uh, counterintuitive for these students to be arguing as they did. Oh, your side's inappropriate to be heard from. Who ever heard of such crap? That's right. That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, this this goes on here. I'm writing a column for Newsbusters for tomorrow about a writer and podcaster named Sam Harris. Back in 2006, uh, if you recall, that some Danish paper had published some cartoons depicting the Prophet Muhammad, and there were all sorts of riots and, and everything to shut, shut things down right. in the Muslim world. Uh, and he wrote about this at the time and said, you know, this is intolerance and, we, you know, we have to have a society where there's no political correctness. Well, now <laughs> he's out there, according to the Daily Caller, just just now saying that uh, we should be shutting off people like Candace Owens and conservatives. They have no right to their opinions on climate change, vaccines, the war in Ukraine, and they should be blocked from putting these uh, their views out there. <laughs> Sam Harris is saying this. Up. Sam Harris is saying this. Yes, yes. Yeah, it is It is astonishing. It is really astonishing. Um, and, and, and I find it so bizarre, but I genuinely believe that the woke will be eventually put to sleep because their inverted burden of proof structure in all arguments really is unsustainable. I mean, there's a limit to how long folks can take seriously assertions endlessly predicated on what are really just other assertions when you think about it, with only shaming tactics used as the validation. I think most eventually catch on to the difference between a genuine premise uh, versus a woke pretext pretending to be one. But but look, look at what the left is doing. The, the left's manipulation tactic is to use secondary measures of allegedly more important morals to supplant the primary measure of our right to choose for ourselves that which we find most acceptable. And, and when you look at that formula, manipulative authoritarians could always find a way to remove our free will. Isn't that fair to say? That is very fair to say. I mean, this is, this is the problem there. I, and I think this wokeness bit will finally run its course. But it does respond to this sort of inner tyranny uh, idea, totalitarian idea that is out there in the American left. It's been around, frankly, forever and a day, and I think we're just in a period where it's sort of uh, worse than usual, and I think that will finally die down a bit. But uh, Well, it has to. I mean, I mean we were warned about this in Aesop's fables, right? A, a tyrant will always find a pretext for his tyranny. Well, an authoritarian will always find a pretext for his authoritarianism. I mean, one recent example is when the left told us that, oh, we should give up our gas stoves because they claim that approximately 12.7% of kids have supposedly contracted asthma from them. And the assertions based on this crazy study from the unapologetically left-wing think tank energy organization known as Rocky Mountain Institute, uh, RMI. But critics point out that the study ignored the findings of the most comprehensive worldwide report on the issue, and that's from the International Study of Asthma and Allergies in Childhood. It's also known as Isaac. Get this. The report was published utilizing data from over 512,000 kids out of 47 nations. Guess what? It concluded that there was, quote, no 
evidence of an association between the use of gas as a cooking fuel and either <laughs> asthma symptoms or asthma diagnosis, unquote. So we're going to ignore this because some left-wingers want to go ahead and put together some narratives and slap the word study on it and therefore use that as a pretext, not to be confused with a premise, as a pretext on which to predicate authoritarian rule over the rest of us. You know what? All of you guys can kiss my ass. Anyway, we're going to be right back. If you can, Jeffrey, hang on the line for just a bit, folks. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show right here on the Main Street Radio Network. Going to be right back. In December, LastPass, a popular app for managing passwords, suffered a security breach, potentially exposing millions of people's personal information. When a business created to protect passwords gets hacked, it's a reminder how vulnerable our sensitive information can be when stored in the cloud. And for businesses who need to protect data, security is a top concern. To help prevent security risks, the open directory platform provider JumpCloud recently introduced a password manager, JumpCloud's Antoine Jabara. Businesses cannot always rely on an offline solution as users need to share and access passwords across multiple devices. And cloud-based options aren't ideal either. JumpCloud Password Manager takes a hybrid approach, storing data on users' devices and seamlessly syncs user vaults to multiple devices in an end-to-end encrypted way. This addresses some of the limitations of cloud-based systems and bridges the gap between convenience and security. To learn more, visit jumpcloud.com. Vitamin B12 is important for supporting not only our metabolism, but also our energy levels. Our brain and our nerves need certain vitamins like B12 in order to function properly. Even if you're eating all the healthy foods like fruits and vegetables and getting you know great sources of protein, it's sometimes the case that you can become deficient in one or more nutrient, and that's where supplements can be helpful. So if you wanna support your B12 levels, Jaro's Methyl B12 is a great supplement to consider to optimize your B12 levels. This type of B12 is recognized by the body, so it's delivered to your cells more efficiently. It's also been shown that it is a great way to make sure that you're getting a highly absorbed form of vitamin B12 and one that's gonna be retained better than other types of B12. You can learn more at jaro.com. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes, their age, the way they speak? Would you notice a 16-year-old boy who got got his first job, not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters? Or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner? Or a 14-year-old girl who signs up to every after-school activity not to make friends, but just to get something to eat? Or a retiree who fell ill and had to choose between getting medicine or groceries. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. My name is Judy Teeter, and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe, was a great kid. He loved sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to an after-school event, which was about a mile from our home. 
I was driving through a green light when a car in cross traffic ran a red light and drove right into the side of our car, killing Joe. The driver was talking on her phone, so she never even saw the red light. She was so absorbed in her phone call. Before the crash, I didn't realize just talking on a cell phone while driving was so dangerous. Now it's something I think about every day. According to the National Safety Council, about one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. When you're behind the wheel, put away your phone. For Joe and for the thousands of needless deaths every year. Remember, there is no safe way to talk on a cell phone while driving. Find out more at nsc.org slash callskill. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. Our vets need you. I'm a quadriplegic. I'm definitely at risk with my diminished lung capacity. I have MS. I'm in a wheelchair, and I can't leave the house because I have a compromised immune system. I'm very concerned about would there be a bed for me? Would there be a ventilator for me? Would I be able to survive something? It's, it's just heavy. You know, it's, it's a heavy... It's a heavy moment. This is a war. This really is. Our veterans fought for us. Let's fight for them. I am so grateful for the PVA. They're making sure that we have all of the food and supplies that we need right now. We all got to help each other right now. We can't get through this by ourselves. It's with profound gratitude that you're going to be saving our lives. To find out how you can help, please go to helppva.org. That's H-E-L-P-P-V-A dot org. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Every year is Alan Nathan, the militant moderate. Once again, this is the Oasis for those who have an aversion to the left, right, black, white, two-dimensional approach. Well, House Oversight Committee releases bank records of the Biden family raking in about a million bucks from a Chinese government energy company after those funds passed through the account of a family associate. So it screams the question, is Biden's conflict of interest endangering our national security? We have assisting in the opining and analyzing old friend of the show, one of my semi-regulars, Jeffrey Lord, contributing editor to the American Spectator, contributor to Newsbusters, as well as Conservative Review. He's also a former CNN political commentator. Um, He wrote a great book. It's a highly uh, praised work entitled Swamp Wars, Donald Trump and the New American Populism versus the Old Order. Jeffrey, good to have you back, buddy. Great to be here. You know, this uh, is just an amazing story. Oh, it really is. It's 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 just too strange to uh, to walk away from. We we gotta we gotta take a closer look at it. Um, Fox did a report on this. I like Brooke Singman; does great work. Uh, a couple of excerpts uh, from that piece. Uh, members of the Biden family received more than a million dollars in payments from accounts related to Hunter Biden's business associate Robert Walker and their Chinese business ventures in 2017. Uh, Subpoenaed financial records obtained by the House Oversight Committee reveal. Walker worked with Hunter Biden, President Biden's brother Jim, their business associate James Gilyar, and Tony Bobulinski in a joint venture called Sinohawk Holdings, uh, which was meant to be a partnership with Chinese energy firm CEFC. Uh, Committee Chairman James Comer, Republican out of Kentucky, we've had him on, obtained the records after subpoenaing Bank of America, which revealed that, quote, at least three family members, unquote, received lucrative payments from a bank account belonging to Walker. That account is labeled as Robinson Walker LLC, and one of the family members is 
Hallie Biden, the widow of President Biden's son, Bo, now deceased. Uh, a spokesperson for uh, Hunter Biden's legal team confirmed the payments uh, Thursday, but stressed that the accounts belong to Hunter, his uncle, and Hallie, nobody else. Uh, the records reveal that on March 1st, 2017, less than two months after then-Vice President Joe Biden left office, State Energy HK Limited, a separate Chinese company, wired $3 million to Robinson Walker, LLC. Uh, the committee then wrote this, quote, The next day, Robinson Walker, LLC, wired $1,065,000 to European Energy and Infrastructure Group in Abu Dhabi, a company associated with James Gilliard, a memo uh, from the committee states. I don't want to get too much lost in the weeds here, but the bottom line is uh, we have money that went very quickly to the Biden family. They got a million bucks in payments from accounts related to Hunter Biden's business associate, Robert Walker. Um, and it doesn't matter if it didn't go to Biden. If it's going to his family members, that also is a measure of conflict of interest, is it not? Well, absolutely it was. And don't forget the uh, the one thing, one email that talked about 10% for the big guy. Who might the big guy be, you know? We all know it's Joe, um, Joe Biden, sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, the, the real problem here is that this family has made millions and millions and millions off of Joe's public service. And and that is is what's going on here. Selling um, access. He, selling access. And I think I'm correct to say that this began when he was senator from Delaware. And uh, as you know, Delaware is home to all of these uh, private companies, credit card companies, and all that kind of thing. And he had a very cozy relationship with him. But, you know, how in the world somebody who is a real, genuine public servant and gets paid, you know, 100 or 200 grand or whatever it is that they get paid has morphed into this gazillionaire with these fancy houses all over the place. There's only one way to explain that, when you you don't have a Trump-style private business that you've been building all of your life uh, in the private sector, and, and that is you're selling your office for money, and that's what's going on here. It strikes me that the government, or at least the Biden administration, is um, not just poo-pooing it, they're getting indignant over over being subjected to any kind of accountability. Um, and, and and I'm at a loss as to how long they can be taken seriously. I mean, they, I mean, uh, they when asked uh, for comment on the financial records revealing the more than $1 million, uh, to members of the Biden family, the White House did not deny the funds, the fundings, but instead slammed Congressman Comer and the committee's investigation into the Biden family. In other words, how dare you? You know, hey, you know, my, my son, Bo, he's not allowed to defend himself anymore. Well, that's only part of the story. I mean, money going into his account from communist-connected companies for business dealings that you can't otherwise demonstrate is beyond justifying a red flag, is it not, sir? Yes, yes, it is. And, you know, the really dangerous part of this, it, I mean, we, number one, the number one dangerous thing, I think, is we've got a president who's cognitively impaired here. And it's one thing for Americans to talk about it in their political world, but it's another thing altogether when Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping and Kim Jong-un, et cetera, are taking his measure in trying to deal with it. When you add into that 
the fact that they built this family business with things, transactions like this from China, and he has to deal with China. Um, I, I mean, this hopelessly, hopelessly marginalizes him and, and makes him vulnerable and therefore makes America vulnerable. But you know what the thing um, is, is even if he wasn't cognitively challenged, he would just be proactively going along with it anyway because he allowed all this to be developed when he did have his cognitive abilities. Yes. That's the Bingo. problem. And what they're doing right now is they're characterizing accountability as being more inappropriate than their shirking of it. So, so now all of a sudden the measure is no longer the wrongdoing, but the response to the wrongdoing. And, of course, by such a measure, people have the perfect formula to never be held accountable for anything ever again. Isn't that right to say? Well, that, that is right. And remember the old uh, saying from Watergate that it's not the act so much uh, that gets you in trouble, it's the cover-up. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think they're scrambling right this minute to uh, do what they can to cover this up. And it's with, with Republicans uh, controlling the House and the investigating committees, I don't think it's going to work. But that's like the cover. It's like trying to cover up a whale's breakage of wind with a hairnet. <laughs> I mean, how do you cover it up? Yeah, I mean, you can't cover yeah. it up. This thing is like like crashing waves going up against uh, dikes that are too short for the force of water coming coming around. I mean, it, it just can't be helped. Uh, these There's so guys, much evidence out there. Oh, this is, this is such a preponderance. I mean, not even the mainstream media. They can poo-poo it all they want, but it's gonna, it just bleeds through too effectively. Yes. Anyway, as usual, never enough time. But, Jeffrey, uh, Lord, always a blast. Thanks again for joining us today, folks. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show right here on the Main Street Radio Network. The opinions you hear on the Main Street Radio Network are those of the host, callers, and guests, and not necessarily those of the station, Main Street Radio Network, its management, or advertisers. The information on the Main Street Radio Network does not constitute a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or securities. So please, consult a professional before investing. If you have any questions or comments about Main Street Radio Network, contact us at 703-719-0433 or at our website, MainStreetRadioNetwork.com.